the worst implementation that's ever happened to a magic system, ever, was Princess Leia flying in outer space <laughs> back onto that spaceship. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're talking about magic systems today. This is a fun one. Love magic. I, I think it will be. I actually had to think about it a little bit. Where I didn't look up str- straight out to the definition of like what type of magic, like definition between hard and soft magic system, which most people talk about. Like the biggest difference between yes. the t- yeah. is those two. And I came up with my own definition that I think about for. Magic systems for for a hard versus a soft magic system. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and for those not familiar, it's just how f- fantasy systems create their magic, like whether it's harder or softer. And these are your definitions for those. Yeah. And okay. So this is not from the internet. It could be someone else could have easily thought of this one, but this is just out of my head. Okay. So a hard magic system is one where the rules aren't explained mechanically or scientifically, but I think mechanically works. More accurately. Okay. Then a soft magic system, or the, the rules are still there, but the rules are explained through lore and secondhand knowledge. So that's okay, soft yeah. magic system, where it's still the same magic. Like You can still have the same rules, but they're explained to the audience in a very different way. Or it's not explained at all, and it's a mystery, but maybe the author knows more. Yeah, yeah, I like that, because it comes, it comes down to what the reader knows, right? Because maybe the magic system is really layered out and there's a lot of rules to what you can do with the magic in the author's head mm-hmm. uh, but as far as we know in lord of the rings what the hell can gandalf do <laughs> yeah exactly we, we kind of know it's like this and that uh, so i like that I, I was looking up the definition and hard it says essentially it established it has established laws that regulate how magic's used and produced mm-hmm. whereas soft there's some loose guidelines and the examples that i've seen uh, the harder magic systems, Avatar The Last Airbender and Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. very hard magic system compared to the softer magic system like Lord of the Rings. Uh, and interestingly, uh, what do you, what would you say is right in between hard and soft magic system? Very popular mm. movie, if you can name one. That's, that's kind of hard to think about. Um, in between. One came up constantly when I looked into this. Really? Yeah. Movie, not TV show. Movie. Would that be like the Marvel magic system? Not Marvel. Actually, Brandon Sanderson, our favorite author, says superhero movies are very hard magic systems because it's very straightforward. Like Spider-Man, we know exactly what Spider-Man can do. Oh, I'm thinking Doctor Strange, like magic magic. Oh, you're thinking that's that loose. Stuff. Okay, that's, that's that's more loose. We're talking like Spider-Man. We're talking Superman, those, okay, those kind of sure. characters. Uh, so Harry Potter is a very in-between mix. Yeah, fair enough. Because... That's- yeah, you you already see the picture, right? Because you have very hard rules of spells that do certain things, but mm-hmm. yeah, every book you find out about a new spell that could be casted and what limits. It's kind of a limitless. We don't know everything that could be done at Hogwarts. We mm-hmm. only know what we're told, but there's some defined rules to how to cast these spells and whatnot. Fair enough. I could see that as actually in between. Yeah. Um, my thought is a soft magic system. If a magic system is just like whatever you want yeah. and just whatever the plot devises and it's really loosey-goosey and the author it doesn't even know 
the system. Mm-hmm. It normally doesn't work as well. It, it it leads to, oh, well, that's just a, you know, that's just a plot device, or, oh, that's a, uh, you know, that's an ass pull kind of thing. But a soft magic system that already knows what they're doing behind the scenes, but explains it very loosely and it's far more mysterious, uh, is still a soft magic system. Yeah. Just because the audience doesn't know. So that's kind of my thought. I, I was wondering what you thought about what the difference between those two are. I really think it's what if a hard magic system, you know the exact limits. The reader, the viewer is very okay. aware of what the magic can do and that those rules cannot be broken. Hmm. So... Full Metal Alchemist, Law of Equivalent Exchange, can never be broken. Sure. Uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. We know there's bending with water. There's Korra, some interesting and cool Korra things. Does you some can other do. stuff with kind of breaks that whole system. Keyword Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, ending. The spirit bending just yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, fair. Uh, and which, that, that's actually a point I was going to bring up. Want me to, I'll transition right into that topic. Uh, yeah. Because th- this is why I was so excited to talk about magic systems. All right. I first want to say, magic systems are why we love fantasy. The world building is a part of that too. World building and magic without, uh, fantasy is world building and magic. That's what makes it different from every other genre. Sure. And magic can make something fantastic, but magic can also make something dis- disgustingly horrible. And the worst thing I can think of, and I'm going to go through a list of stuff in a second, but I first want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. The worst implementation that's ever happened to a magic system, ever, was Princess Leia flying in outer (laughs) space back onto that spaceship. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Honestly, I think I can think of worse Really? Uh, tell me some worse so. because I think of that and I, I still cringe. I watched the I rewatched it a couple of times in prep for this and yeah. I was screaming at, at my computer. To be honest, the whole movie is so bad that that's not the highlight bad moment for me. Like if that if it was a good movie and that scene's in there, then yeah, it would stand out to me. But the whole movie is crap. So like oh, so Leia flies in. Okay. Sure, she has the force, but all right, sure, why not at this point? You know, who cares? I I, I was checked out at a certain point in that movie, but it's still disgusting, though. You're not saying it's good, you're just saying so much around it is bad that it doesn't stand out as much. Sure, yeah, okay. But honestly, you want to bring up a worse example than that? Yeah, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, I would say Ray healing. The oh, that's another healing. one. That's another oh, wacky that break, one. Oh, that breaks everything. The fact that yeah. all of these, all of these Jedi, that the entire Jedi Council didn't know how to heal. So many characters that didn't need to die. Well, and people say she's not a Mary Sue. Yeah. Honestly, that's another topic of discussion, though. That's beaten to death. We can go into another podcast if we Honestly, ever want to if, about the last if Jedi I ever alone. Have, no, if I ever have to, like you know, see the oh, she's not a Mary. She's just she's a bad character. She's yeah. not interesting to, to to watch, read, whatever you want to talk about. Like, she's just not fun. No, it, forget Mary Sue. She's just not a fun character. But magic system. Oh, oh, you got Star it. Trek Into Darkness. I haven't seen it. What happens okay. there? Star Trek, and maybe I'm loosely doing it. it's sci. Of course, it's sci-fi. It's not mm. magic. 
but it effectively is. Basically, Kirk died. Oh, spoiler. No, no, no. It's, it's an old movie. It? Many years. Okay. It's a couple years. It's fine. Um, Kirk sacrifices himself for the plot, and, like, mm. and Spock comes out of nowhere. It's the whole role reversal from uh, the old Rathacon. Spock dies, and Kirk avenges him. In the new one, Kirk dies, Spock avenges him. Okay. And Bones, another character, the doctor in there, basically takes some alien blood and squirts it into Kirk and just comes back to life. Low revival? Not not low. Like, he cured death. Full-on revival. Full-on, oh. like, dead dead. Like, dead. And John just, Snow dead. Oh, yeah, no. And yeah. just... Complete revival, and they have more of this blood. Like, it's not a one-off. It's like, oh, yeah, the doctor just cured death. Okay. That's why revivals typically never work, because how do you... It, it, and it comes out of nowhere just for plot convenience. Sure. That, yeah. that, that is terrible. And would you consider this magic? This is just an inconsistency in, in The Last Jedi. Mm. It's more so the tech, but weaponizing hyperspeed... Yeah, that hyperspace just ruins it ruins rough. everything. Well, <laughs> thing is, you can see in the uh, the rise of Skywalker how much JJ was trying to backtrack some of that stuff. Where yeah. they said, "Oh, we can't do the Holdo maneuver anymore," and it's like, "Why not?" And they just give some BS reason. Like, he has to explain away why they can't do stuff that they did in the last movie because it yeah. just breaks everything. It broke the rules too much. Yeah, yeah, but. But the but ma- magic systems in general, there, there's some bad ones. And in all honesty, I, it's hard to think of really bad ones that are successful. Like, mm. to be fair, like, you can, you get some fan fiction ones that are just, like, you know, glow sword and, like, oh, he's got this power from his parents and now he's the almighty chosen. Like, I don't know, some basic stories. But right. the really successful ones I kind of want to talk about, like, I was going through them, and I had on my list of magic systems. Are these your favorite magic systems? Yeah. Okay, so best on magic systems of all time. Best of the best, Hunter Hunter, then... The anime. The anime. Which you've seen, I've not seen. Yeah. And then I would go actually Bending bending from Avatar. Love it. Allomancy from Mistborn. And uh, I put Magic Harry Potter. It's not my favorite, but it's... It's a good magic system. It's iconic. It's great. It's iconic. Um, Up there, personal favorite is channeling from the Wheel of Time. Got to put that in there because every got to got to fit it in every every video. I'll get my Lord of the Rings mentioned soon or soon enough here. And then lastly is Lightbringers uh, drafting, like light drafting system. That's all about color bending, right? Well, it's basically you take. Individuals have the ability to draft certain colors, which you absorb light and you can basically project it. Damn. And each color light has a different physical property. So yellow is much harder, but more brittle. So it's not bendable, it's, but it is a much harder material. It's not very flexible. Blue is a flexible material. Like the whole thing, green is sticky and rubbery. And so the whole light spectrum has different okay. properties and so you can actually build them together to create really really cool like mechanisms nice um and then i just threw out there uh for 
honorable mentions. Powder Mage, Gun, you know, Gun Is that the gun sniffing people? Oh, yeah, no, they, uh. they, they do gunpowder like cocaine, just... And then they have magic. You have that on here somewhere, right? Yeah, I got that yeah. right over here. Oh, nice. So, but no, that that's... Maybe it's not the greatest magic system ever, but it's fun. It, is, it was fun to read. And then the Canis Trilogy, the the Auger, the Auger uh, magic system, it's one of the two magic systems in the book. And, man... It's such a good that's a, that magic system does such a good job of giving you overpowered abilities and yet grounding them very well. That's like impressive. You, you never you do feel stakes for the characters. Like can characters still die with these overpowered abilities. Like it is very impressive when you have abilities like time manipulation. Like they can see the future. They can. I don't know, just steal other people's powers. Like it, it is kind of insane what they can do, mm. and yet they can still die, and they're still like threat. And so I find that interesting. But yeah, I actually that's a lot of good magic systems. There's you're a lot of good ones out there. You're basically saying I like fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I just I like them all. It. Yeah, and I, I got to be honest, when doing just looking up notes for this podcast, mm-hmm. I. When you know what I I need to I've watched Hunter Hunter, but um I maybe I don't understand the magic system as well as I think so I'm gonna brush up on it. Oh my god, it is. You've been telling me it has the best magic system of anything it you've does. seen. It does. Like the more you go into it, and the reason why it's the best in broad terms is it's a it's a hard magic system, but it has. Do you prefer hard magic systems? Yeah, I guess so. It's more, but it depends on the story. Okay. I do like soft magic system elements. Like when the story is about when you have like a far more like historical depth to it, like it's about the society, it's about the world. I want some soft magic in there, especially if there's a long history in the book. Then it's fun of Mm. like legends passed out, ancient magic. And that's typically soft magic, so I like that. But if it's a far more personal story, you know, focused on one character... I get you. I want a hard magic yeah, system. I totally get you. But, yeah, Nen from Hunter x Hunter is... It is the best because it is a has all the great elements of hard magic system with enough elements of creativity and mystery from soft magic systems mm-hmm. to add. And then also because the magic system directly relate to the character's uh, emotional state and their conviction and their character arc. It is intrinsically linked to oh. who they are as a character That's interesting. that their magic actually works. And it leads to amazing storytelling. So, How many seasons is that show? Oh, I don't, I don't know if it really works in seasons. Um, there's a lot of episodes. I can't even remember. We got to put that on the docket then. It's on there. But I need to watch it. It's long, but we'll watch it. We'll the, the last arc is 60 episodes. Wow. The last. How many arcs are there? Five or six. Wow. Some of those are small, though, so it's fine. Okay. The, the, long, the longest one is the last one. Okay. We'll get to it. But anyway, if, do you want me to explain like the basic mag system, kind of what you think well, about Yeah, it? what makes you love it? Okay. So the magic system is Nen, and it's an aura-based system. 
So think Avatar, like you know, they open up the chakras, energy kind of thing. Okay. It's the chakra energy, basically. So you open up these nodes on you and you can produce aura. And then from there, it's how does that manifest? How do you develop it? So each individual is kind of put into one of six categories of what type of Nen user are you. So you have enhancement, which they get to strength they strengthen themselves or objects using aura. There's transmutation, which you can change the quality or of the you can change the aura to match something else. Okay. So think change aura into lightning, change aura into water, something. Uh con um conjuring. You basically could create objects from aura. So people have created chains, swords, you name it, you could pick it. it up. Then emission, which is detaching the aura from your body and uh like using it as a weapon kind of thing. Mm. And then manipulation, you can control animate or inanimate objects, so people or things. Then the soft magic system entry in there is specialization, which is just a wild card. Effectively, like they're unique. They're they're very different from everyone else, oh. and it's far more related okay. to them as a person. Like it's a very unique magic system that they use throwing some fun stuff and oh yeah they're always the not more that the other ones. stuff doesn't sound fun <laughs> oh yeah and there's creativity within those but there's always like a weird character we're like what the heck are they doing like right. what's up with them right and there's and then there's uh techniques and i'm not going to go into all of them but there's i'll go through the four basic ones uh they call it 10 which is keep the ability to keep the aura inside yourself without it just like leaking out to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So being able to control your, keep your aura in. Then Zetsu, stopping the flow of aura from the body completely, just like shutting off the pipes. Then Ren is just outputting a bunch of aura, like just turning on the pipes to full blast. And then Hatsu is how you express your aura. Unique to the person. And then combinations of those goes into like one like maybe 12 different techniques combinations Mm -hmm. and i will end with the more the most interesting part about magic system which gets to great storytelling is the system of vows promises and conditions that these nen users can actually put restrictions like self-imposed restrictions on their own power, and that amplifies its ability. So if you have, say, a conjurer, I'm direct. I'm taking a direct character. I'm losing you a little bit. Yeah. I'll do my best. Character can create chains. Okay. From his aura, makes chains, but not that strong. It's chains. It's, the other characters are more powerful. Okay. He imposes a restriction on it, on himself. Say, I will only use this chain on Tuesdays. I can only use it then. And if I do use it at any other day, I'll die. It's such a narrow, it's a very narrow limitation that he put on himself. That the chain, that ability becomes far more powerful. 
Okay. So, so the more limitations you put on it, the more powerful it becomes. Exactly. That's that's and genius. How, that's genius from Hunter Hunter because oh, that's how you design a magic system. Oh, and it, it depends on their strength of will. So it that's doesn't have great. to be death. It could be like, oh, you lose the power or you get tired at the end of the day. It de- how strong your will is and how great your conviction is mm-hmm. directly ties to how powerful the magic system is. I see why is. you love it. Yeah, I oh, definitely it, see why you love it because there's that, that's a fundamental part about a magic system and Brandon Sanderson's three rules, three laws of magic. The mm-hmm. second rule, well, I'll say the first. The first one is the author's or the creator's ability to solve a conflict with magic mm-hmm. is directly proportional to how well the reader understands the said magic. So if you solve something in a cool way, like using that chain with the restriction on Tuesday, if you solve a problem by creating restrictions in a cool way, that develops the magic system more. And the second rule is exactly what you're saying, that limits and weaknesses of powers are way, way more interesting than what the powers can actually do. It, the, the fun part is when you, you incorporate that into their, their, char- their yeah. the character's story, and it directly ties into... It's not like the world makes these limitations they self-impose limitations on their selves, which gives more of a responsibility. That's very on cool. Them. So it's the character themselves. Yeah, they get to those. They that's, get to impose that's restrictions fantastic. on themselves. Yeah. Because then you have obviously the uh, what everyone would know, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. The coolness about the ring itself isn't yeah. just you go invisible and you live a long time. The cooler part, what makes it very interesting, is the ring rates know where you are. I, the uh, Sauron knows where you are, and you go mad eventually. Well, the really cool thing is, okay, as I'm still not done, I'm almost at the end of the two towers, but what's so cool about it is the corruption that it leads and the division that it brings between people and that the more powerful you are as an individual, the stronger the temptation is of the ring. How cool is that for a magic yeah. system? That, that's what makes it great. So that's why a simple hobbit is mm-hmm. ironic. Sauron could not predict the simple hobbit. Yeah. Someone that is just naturally very humble, naturally does not hold a lot of uh, you know desire for power. They're the perfect ring bearer. Yeah. Now, because of that, they can't actually bring out a lot of the power from the ring. So, like, if Gandalf had the ring, he would be even more powerful than he is if Sauron didn't control him, which he would. Mm. But it, he could bring out the ring's power, where invisibility is kind of like the baseline power. That's the only thing a hobbit can do. Which And live a long time. Yeah, it does that for everybody. But Give Bilbo... Oh, you're saying specifically for hobbits? Yeah, no, it's for everyone, but okay. that's a very low-level power. It can do... A lot more, yeah. If you're capable, but that's all they could do with mm. it. Gotcha. So that's a it's a soft magic system with that from the reader's point of view. We don't know all it can do. Tolkien did, mm. and so it, there is a hard magic system in there of what the ring does and what it can do and what its limitations are. But we, the reader, don't. Yep. There's a fine line there. Yeah. And that that's and what well, the third and final Sanderson law was. Um, or let me get it up exactly. It's expand, don't add, mm-hmm. which is one of his. Uh, maybe you disagree with that, but 
what he means is that expand upon the magic system you already have and the certain elements that you have rather than just making a thousand bad elements make three that are deep and really cool and that you understand a lot about them would you would you agree with that or would you say you'd want more no i i agree quantity over quality or sorry quality (laughs) over quantity you get me yeah i mean you can do a little bit of both but it's far more fun to dive deep into a magic system and figure out that there's actually kind of uh, fun ways where a character is using Maxism how, however they think it, however they think it works, but really they've actually been doing it wrong the entire time because yeah. they don't understand it, yeah. and so now that they things. understand, yeah. they use it differently. Um, oh man, oh I, I was thinking about spoilers for One Piece, but I will I will save that. That is a recent chapter spoiler. That I will okay. It's too I will new. stay away, but. Um, but so Anderson that, does that with uh, Alamancy a lot. In Mistborn? In Mistborn. Okay. I'm going to read that. The basic back of the book cover uh, version where I'm not really spoiling anything is some people have the ability to ingest a certain metal okay. and they burn it. And burning it gives them a certain ability. So they can push metal, pull metal. Oh, cool. Be super strong. They can sense uh, other people burning metal. They can hide people burning metal and things like that. And then the mystery is what do other metals do? Right. And so he expands that way. There's and then combining metals. What can you do with the combination of certain metals? And so that's how okay. he expands deeper into it. Sanderson comes up with so many great magic systems. I don't oh, understand yeah. how he just consistently. And so that's why I really go to him for those three rules. Those yeah. three rules that they really do define magic systems. That so author's ability to solve conflicts with magic directly proportional to how well reader understands magic limits greater than powers and expand don't add. I think that literally sums up why magic systems are fantastic. That's just great. You want uh, kind of took me for a loop on Sanderson specifically with Stormlight Archive. Yeah, is like he is the magic system guy, and yet the very and the Way of Kings is very loose. It does not go into the magic system very well. Or maybe it's deliberate, but it doesn't go into it very much at all. And even the second, you, you, he trickle feeds you the magic system. Like yeah, it's I there, love that. but Give oh, I know. I, I liked it, but all of his other books definitely don't have that. Like it is forefront and it very explained. We're in okay. the, uh, you know, Stormlight it is far more paced out. Where do you, do you prefer that? Do you prefer trickled out, or do you prefer it laid out to you so you know a lot and then things are added? I prefer later? the trickle out personally. Okay, that's why I like Stormlight more than Mistborn. Yeah, you want your magic system. You want to learn more gradually. Yeah, as it, you get to the end of the book. I think I could have used a bit more in Way of Kings just to intrigue me a bit more. Yeah, but the fourth book goes way into the magic system, like cool. far more. Which, it honestly feels so weird. Huh. Because it's almost... I now a, know so much. It's a different setting. Yeah. So, it, it changes a lot of what you used to think about. Yeah, Sanderson, system. Tolkien, Hunter Hunter now. Yeah. They've done magic systems, right? And yeah. when, why I brought up uh, Last Jedi, I was prefacing that into saying, uh, magic systems done wrong. One of the typical topics here that where magic systems can get you into, into bad situations, is a deus ex machina. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of magic systems 
if you don't understand, that's why Sanderson's first law is so important, is that you got to be able to understand what it can do so that it solves a problem in a satisfying way. Because if it just comes out of nowhere, it comes off as a deus ex machina, which and people should, I think people know this, but deus ex machina, meaning some event or something happens in the plot, which is unexpected and out of nowhere. Yeah. Just when when a uh, author or storyteller writes themselves into a corner where there's yeah. no, they've not set up a way for the character to get out of it. So and boom. so they create just something out of nowhere. God comes. It came from what in uh, in Greek writings. Bones, bones creating, you know, taking magic blood, alien blood, and bringing Kirk back to life. Exactly. Deus yeah. ex machina. <laughs> but I, I had a list here of Deus ex machinas, and I want to hear your thoughts on them, especially the last one. Mm-hmm. So. That one is going to take a minute to talk about. But okay. here's the simple ones. The Lion, Turtle, and Avatar. Deus Ex Machina, would you agree? Yeah. Kind of just comes... Cool design and very, very Though cool scenes. A little, a little bit less because in the second season, they there isn't... When they go to the library, there is the image of the Lion Turtle there and there's that... Very subtle. It's very, very subtle. subtle yeah. And also there's... With the spirit world, like it's a... It's a bit believable. They could have hinted more at it. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't ruin it. The ending's still no, good and like, great. Even so. there's there's some kind of s- things that set up. At least it's not completely terrible. Now, what would be way worse is and kind of fi- at the eleventh hour, just figuring it out how to do it. Yeah, then that's way more Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. I think to me. Yeah, it doesn't ruin the ending, but it is a point where you're like, oh, that's that's kind of sudden. I see what yeah. you did there. Maybe they wrote themselves into a little little hole there, but mm-hmm. still fine. Uh, number two, Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. Do you remember? So the Karate Kid breaks his, uh, breaks his knee or gets it broken by the guy. Oh, and Mr. Miyagi yeah. does his little... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the thumbnail, by the way. <laughs> and then heals him so he can go out and finish finish the fight. Yeah, that's kind of I don't know where we know he has some cool uh, like Jedi Master type tricks, but the healing out of nowhere was okay, Mister Miyagi. Yeah, to be fair, though, <laughs> if he wasn't it's su- Karate Kid, yes, but if he wasn't such a just a kind man, I wouldn't have accepted it. I would have been <laughs> a little more upset. And then number three here, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, when Padme's in trouble, R two D two can just fly all of a sudden, go. Ch- into propellers, which was never set up before. Not not the biggest deal. And I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I was like, oh, I kind of remember that scene. That's, that's the uh, Star Wars movie I've watched the least amount of times. Is it worse than uh, Last Jedi, though? No. Correct. Correct answer. He's correct. At the bare minimum. Uh, is it Attack, of the, yeah, Attack of the Clones, at least, is like original. Like, George is trying something. He's there trying go, something yeah. new and different. Like, he... All right, he's trying something. It didn't work out, but like, yeah, I see effort. Rise of Skywalker is, and Last Jedi, both of them, both of them, awful. both of them, yeah. God. Uh, but then also we have in Superman 1978, the original Superman. Mm-hmm. He can now turn back time. I. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun one. It's a comic book. It's it's a superhero movie. It's kind of acceptable. Like, oh, okay, it, yeah. It's a it's a Superman movie. I get it. But it is kind of just a, oh, the third act never happened. <laughs> just <laughs> changes things. But now the most controversial one, which mm. I want to hear what you have to say, because I, I got a lot of counterpoints up to, okay. to this. All right. Probably the most famous deus ex machina in a magic system of all time. Lord of the Rings, the Eagles. 
this I can actually talk about. Yes. I the came Eagles and Lord of the Rings. I have come across that uh, point in yes. the books that I now know. Yes. It, it is brought up. Like, yes. Sam Wise actually asked it. Like, why can't we just yes. go? Now, would you agree with me that it's not as much of a deus ex machina? There's are, there are reasons in, the Eagles couldn't do it. There are reasons. Yeah. In the movies, it's very briefly explained, like, they can't. Okay. And then they go on. So tell me, what are your whole thoughts on this? Go. Okay. The eagles are actually some of the most powerful uh, being like creatures in Middle Earth. And that the ring's corruption is actually... Yes. Incredible. But the thing is, that's not it. Um, oh, no? In, in Mordor, there are actually um, a lot of archers. And the eagles yep. are not willing to actually go there. They fly, they fly out there. They're getting shot down. Yes. And also... They can't do it. It's explained... Gandalf talks about how Sauron... When the ring is out there, he knows that the ring... Like, they have the ring. And to Sauron, it is... He's thinking about plans of what what are they going to do? It's this almighty, powerful object. Of course, they're going to try and use it against me. They're going to use it, in their, in the, but he doesn't know where it's coming. It can either come from sea, it's either going to be in Gondor, going to be in Rohan. It's somehow, they're going to use it for their army and actually attack me. The hobbits. It is unthinkable to Sauron that the plan would be to destroy it because it's this almighty power, like yeah. this oh. ultimate temptation of power. Who would destroy the ultimate temptation of power? He doesn't get it. Sauron doesn't understand. Damn. So he's looking at Rohan. He's looking at Gondor. He's looking at these places. And he doesn't see the small hobbits trying to sneak in. Nice. He sees the eagles. Yes, he's looking clearly. out for big stuff. That's why the hobbits can do it. Because it's unthinkable to throw away this ultimate temptation. Thank you for defending this. I completely agree I with you. Came, I came to You've that part of the You've defended Tolkien. You have done your duty... To your day, to your year, you can live a happy life. Okay, I'm, I'm I grant I it to you from Tolkien himself. That I, I'm is glad beautiful. I got to that part in the book so that I can explain that. That's point. fair. Everything I looked up agrees completely with you. The first point was it's stealth, not speed, because Sauron's going to be looking. The eagles, oh, there's the ring. You know, shoot, pretty, shoot, shoot him down. down. Number two, uh, which expands on what you're saying, but Sauron and Sauron can just uh, Sar- Saruman can just control the weather. So the eagles just flying high. I mean, he's not the kind of guy you'd want. So you have archers, you have uh, Sauron with magic, and you also have the Nazgul. The Nazgul, do you, the ring uh, race. The ring race actually are on, at, at least by that point. By that I point. think by the time they get to uh, Lorathrin, uh, they are getting their, um, the Nazgul are getting their flying yep. uh, mounts. Yeah. And so, so they could take out again, the eagles if they wanted to. And then lastly, the most I think this is the most powerful reason why it's not happening is the power of the ring, the temptation of the ring. Mm-hmm. The eagles are very powerful beings, meaning they are going to be tempted by it much more than just a hobbit would be. I mean, even yeah. that's why Gandalf can't touch the thing. He's such a powerful, he's a spirit, right? He's, sure. And so he can't touch the thing because he will be tempted so easily compared to the hobbits. Now, I, I'm going to, because I got to be honest... Don't be I'm honest. Sure. Just, just come on. Just love Lord of the Rings. Don't, don't. Well, don't I'm, have I'm being a great, honest please. about my own memory. Uh, oh, I'm trying okay. to remember things. Okay, I thought you were uh, gonna throw a dig out there. Well, no, I'm that. trying to remember a uh, difference between books and the movies, and I believe the Eagles already did carry Frodo briefly for a moment, didn't they? They carried the group. Carried Frodo? Did they? No, I think you're confusing that with uh with the Hobbit. 
I know they did in The Hobbit. I they, was wondering. I don't think they carried the eagle. Frodo to the that. eagles helped uh, Gandalf. Maybe I'm wrong I think here. they only carried Gandalf in the movies. They didn't actually touch Frodo. I I know they carried Gandalf. Yeah. Earlier, but I don't think they did that with Frodo. Um, they carried Gandalf twice. This this First does mean carried... one thing though. We have to rewatch all three extended cuts again. Oh, of course. So of tonight, want to do it? Yeah, 12 hours. I have 12 hours. Why not? Oh, awesome. <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and do it. I, I don't think they do it with... I don't think they carry Frodo. I think you're right. I remember from the books now that the there's two instances uh, up until the two towers. I, they probably come in and play it. I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm getting there. But up until the two towers, they come in. First, they save... The Eagles save, Sar, uh, save Gandalf from Saruman okay. uh, on... At uh, at the White Tower, and then after uh, Gandalf dies and comes back, was Gandalf uh, the White? The Eagles actually carry him uh, to the rest of the uh, to the rest of the riders, so the rest of the Fellowship, and they carry him there. So uh, those are the two instances that he comes into. Okay, so I, so those are the only two in the books to the point you've read. And where are you yeah. at in the books? I'm. <clears throat> Near the end of the two towers. Okay. So, so you just got uh, Return of the King to go. And, uh, yeah, basically. Cool, cool. You're almost there. I'm almost there. That's fun. And I I, I got uh, the Silmarillion in my uh, in my Amazon uh, good. cart. Good man, good man. Okay. So I'm looking forward to... Re- that, that's going to be... I, I don't think I've ever like enjoyed reading a textbook, an art history textbook. I think this will be probably the first... The first it's... ever history book that you'll actually enjoy. Yeah. Nice. Because it, it effectively is. Yeah. Well, more fun question for you. Mm. If you could have a magical power, what would it be? And it's one power. That's it. You can't mix mix and match. Oh, just power in general? Yeah, just a power. Because mm. I was I was deeply thinking about this. and uh, Can you believe that I didn't think about that at all, even <laughs> though our subject was magic <laughs> systems? Magic systems. And then, oh, no. It just didn't cross my mind. Um... Would it be something you've seen in a book or movie? Or I'm trying to pick from something I've seen. Something you know, yeah. Um, mm, I think airbending. Oh, that's that's sick. So, airbending, air even just, over earthbending, I thought you'd be an earth guy. Oh, I think personality-wise, sure, but... Bending-wise, Power-wise, which is cooler. Oh. Like, get to fly in a cool way. Well, and if you're Zaheer or that, uh, like only two oh, no, people I, have flown. That's a lame oh, oh, way. Oh, you're talking about little No, that's glider. the lame way of flying. The glider's the coolest thing in Avatar. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Until he uh, loses it 50 times. Uh, I, uh, first episode of season three, I cried for that glider. Glider was <laughs> the biggest loss. Uh, but no, I'd do airbending because that'd be, that'd be fun. That, that sounds fun. Other than that, mm, don't give me some esoteric like I, I oh, was trying, I was from thinking the third about it. volume oh, of the Bible. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'll I'll throw in a fun one from the Black Tongue Thief that I read. Yeah, part of their magic system is tattoo magic, so you can. Uh, one of the characters has this bird, um, horse like monster thing. It's basically a rideable crow, and it's this monster thing, and she hides the bird. In a tattoo on her body. So she can actually what? bring like this big tattoo on her body. 
and then the she can bring the crow out of the tattoo and then suck it back into a tattoo. I see why you have this faced out. That that's sick. It's so cool. That is sick. I, I actually very much enjoyed that book. High, wow. High okay. recommend. Like it's one of the grim dark books. You just that sold I liked. me on it. Oh yeah. That's a that, that sounds like the coolest magic system. Okay, that oh, yeah. and Hunter Hunter now. You still yeah. like Hunter Hunter's magic system? Oh, Hunter Hunter's it's just more fun. Black Tongue Thief was just fun. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's as hard a magic system or like very fleshed out it can do a lot of things. But it was very fun to read. Nice. Nice. But yeah. I think that's about it. But I think it was really fun to talk about magic systems. I would be far more I think I'd be interested talking further later about the best one that interacts with the story. Like which mag system best um meshes with uh characters' journeys or what best meshes mm. with the themes. Okay. So there's plenty that do that. Um Wheel of Time of course is up there. The dichotomy between men and women is very much a theme of the story and a theme of the magic system. Yep. And both complement each other. Yeah. But anyway. I wonder what the, the viewers, what their favorite magic systems are. I'm sure we mentioned uh, oh, all I, of them. I know we, we, mi- we, we missed a few. <laughs> I'm sure we got all of them. Yeah, you're right. Every single one that yeah, matters. Th- there's not it's, a single we one we out. missed. Um, sure. Let Austin know what uh, what magic system you think is the best. Um, if you reach it to the end of the video, which I think five of you may. Hey, our analytics right now say Maybe. about 8% of people make it to the end of the video. Look at that. Our, our eight percenters. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Leave a uh, like, comment, subscribe. Um, you know, all that stuff. And he'll tell me all about it. Whatever you tell us. This was a fun one. All right. All right. See you next time. See you later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc